Hello everyone. Welcome to CSM Secrets, key insights from influential customer success leaders. Today as our guest, we have Shari Shrepnik, Head of Client Success US at Searchmetrics. Shari is a very passionate and vocal customer success champion. She is actively engaged as a coach or as an advisor in most popular customer success groups such as OnDeck CS, Gain Grow Rating, Success League, etc. Let's welcome Shari for our podcast today. Welcome, Shari, to CSM Secrets. It's great to have you here with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Okay. So when I um, got to know about you and when I started going through your uh, LinkedIn profile, to say that my jaw dropped is an understatement. You're a founding fellow of OnTech Customer Success, which is an amazing community of customer success leaders that have come together and focus on building a customer-centric culture and maximize leadership potential. It seems like an awesome idea. What does OnDeck do and how does it work? First of all, thank you for saying that. Um, I'm, I appreciate the kind words for sure. Um, so OnDeck, so this is, OnDeck is such a great experience um, and I am a lifetime fellow, so that's really exciting. So OnDeck <clears throat> has been around for a while. Um, basically, kind of similar to what you were saying, they bring together their, their whole ideas to bring together the, the, what they're saying is the world's top talent to connect, right? It helps folks start companies, find their next role, invest in themselves and invest in their careers. And it's, you know, kind of the next wave of education and constant education. So last year they decided to kick off a new on deck fellowship for customer success. Um, we had to apply and have and be interviewed, and I was really fortunate to be um, invited into this inaugural cohort. It was eight. It was a six to eight. Well, it was an eight week program, and we got to do so many different things, and I got to connect with so many great folks. You get to really explore and launch new ideas. You build connections with other folks in the space and also within the on deck community. It's not just limited to being in customer success. You learn and grow from others. Um, we had guest speakers, people like Allison Pickens and Nick Maida and Rob Dollawal, um, as you know, just to name Lauren Costella, just to name a few. Um, there were tracks on different learnings, um, things that we learned, had a goal set, financial acumen in terms of budgets, uh, scaling, uh, we had fellow led sessions. So if someone in the fellowship wanted to talk about a specific topic or thought they had something that would be beneficial to folks, we put that on the calendar. And we also had our own, like what we called mastermind groups, where you had a specific small group that you met with weekly. And it was just it was really such a fantastic experience, and I can't wait for ODCS2 to kick off in January. Wow. Good luck to you and more power to you. And Thank you're you. also in the advisory capacity in multiple other boards. For example, Success League, CSPA Advisory Council, Customer Success Coach, and Catalyst Software. And, and I just want to know more about these roles and what's your favorite part of these roles? What do you coach uh, CS professionals on, and what are your key coaching philosophies? If you could share some of that experience with us, sure. Uh, I'm really fortunate to be part of all of these other companies and their boards. It's it's definitely an honor. So for the Success League, they're a customer success consulting company, um, and part of what 
we do there is just contribute to the customer success community via the Success League. One of the things that I do with them is I write, um, I actually contribute to their blog. So that's <clears throat> that's exciting. And it's gotten me really, um, given me the ability to explore the writing side, which was a little daunting at first, but I actually love it. Um, CSPI Advisory Board is for the Customer Sex, it's Customer Success Performance Index, um, and it's part of CS Tuners, which is the consulting company owned by Andreas Nofel. Um, and this is a performance index that kind of benchmarks yourself and your company and your teams against others in the in the space. Catalyst Cof- Catalyst Software um, is as you may know, a customer success software platform. They're based here in New York, um, and they're a fantastic group of folks really doing so much for the customer success community. They started about, gosh, it must almost a year and a half, maybe two years ago, um, their Catalyst Coaching Corner. And they had a bunch of CS leaders come in and decide, you know, asked if they would be willing to coach and mentor folks as, you know, in the space that want to break into the space, anything that falls in that category. So really we get matched. Like, I don't have anything specific. I coach them on. It's really up to the mentee. So I'm assigned someone usually once a quarter, and then I want to understand what are their goals? What are the objectives? Why did they sign up for this? What were they looking to gain? And then we work together over the course of the quarter you know, so that I could help them in some way. Sometimes it's just bouncing ideas off of me, or maybe they want their next role in CS. How do they get promoted? Uh, you know, any challenges they might have at their job. It really depends on the person. And that's, I think, why I love it so much because it's so varied and it allows me to learn from these folks, but also sharpen my skills um, as, as a leader. It's been a fantastic experience. Okay. How does one become a mentee as part of any of these, uh, Shari? Like, you know, where do uh, somebody register, for example, say, uh, in Catalyst software, right? Or is it by invitation or anybody can apply and they get shortlisted? Anybody can apply. There is a section on their website for the coaching corner and you can apply um, to be a mentee and get added to the list. They, I mean, I think they had an overwhelming response to this um, and which is exciting. It's you know, it shows that people are really not only invested in themselves, but in their careers and they want to learn and they want to grow. And I think that is incredibly exciting. And it really speaks to, it speaks to just the customer success community as a whole and how embracing it is and how supportive it is. Right, right. And you're also a founding member of uh, Gain, Grow, Retain, which is an extremely popular CS group and uh, growing, right? I mean, I just want to hear all about it, right? How did you all come up with the idea and what's your vision going forward for the same? Sure. I mean, I'm a founding member. I did not help create it. It was started back in March of 2020, kind of born out of the fact that there was nothing in the space, you know, in, in customer success at that time and also the pandemic. And it was right when we first started getting locked down and it was This was the vision and the creation of Jay Nathan and Jeff Brunsbach. Uh, Jay is the chief customer officer for Higher Logic, and Jeff is the director of customer experience. And they created this uh, and started this community. It started with just the office hours, weekly 
on Thursdays for customer success leaders to talk about topics that we were all facing and really start a community. And it took off. I think it was also what we needed at the time. Again, not not just really for the community, but because we were all so locked down and really missing that connection with folks. And this really helped us to, I know it helped me. I can, I've spoken to this specifically in link on LinkedIn. Um, it was probably one of the best things to come out of 2020. It's such a bright spot and it's such a vibrant community. I think it's over, we have over 6,000 members at this point. It expanded into CSM office hours. There's so much, and it's not just the office hours, it's the actual online community. There's so much great information at there. So it's really become its own ecosystem. And I know it's growing. And um, we actually just had a board meeting earlier and there's a lot on the on the agenda for the vision for 2022. So there'll be exciting things to come for sure. Uh, but it's it really it provided something that was lacking and that we all needed at a, you know, at a time that was just, you know, not the best. And it, it, it really blossomed from there. Yeah. And what a growth, right? 6,000 in just a couple of years is something unheard of. And it speaks so much for the CS community where it's so community driven. I've been in multiple functions, but CS is something apart, I, I should say. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, there's something about the community. It's so incredibly, like I said, it's supportive, it's altruistic. It's, you know, everyone really just wants to share information. No one's hoarding things to themselves. Everyone's just trying to help everyone improve and help our businesses improve. So it's, you know, it's, it's really like no other. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So given your diverse role in multiple boards and the exposure you have to the practice itself, how do you think CS will shape up in, like, say, the short term to the long term, two, five, ten years? Uh, you know, any predictions, any forecast for the industry trends itself? Or you see something from where you are today? Um, predictions. I love this. When we start giving our predictions for like the next year or two, 10 years from now, I hope every single company is, if they has a customer success is a given that every company has a chief customer officer, uh, that we are truly putting the customer at the center of everything we do, that we aren't looked at as a cost center and we are looked at as a growth engine because that is 100% with customer success is. And I hope it doesn't take 10 years. I, I really hope that, that we're still not still talking about this stuff in 10 years. I would like to see that in two years, um, you know, more in the short term than the, than the long term. Um, but I do think folks are starting to wake up to the fact that CS is it is is a non-negotiable. You need to have it. And but I think the next steps for that is, like I said, being able to be seen as the growth engine that we are. I think another prediction, I don't even like to call it prediction. I'd say what I'm seeing a lot of, and it's a challenge that will be like I'll be facing really, is about scaling. And you know, what scaling to the point of having potentially a digital CS segment. And when I say digital CS, some people used to call it tech touch um, or digital led, but I think obviously it depends on your customer and you know how you segment your business and what your business model is. But I'm hearing more about digital CS than I have before. There's been webinars coming up on it. I'm seeing it in chats. I'm seeing it in LinkedIn posts. So I think that's going to grow and expand uh, more 
more than it already is. I think that that's going to, as, as companies grow, as their businesses grow and they, and they start to scale, that's going to become even more important. Right. Awesome. So coming to your current role as head of customer experience in your own organization, what are you prioritizing for FY22? I mean, any new strategies, any new metrics from the past that you have adopted a change in course overall, right? I mean, what is what is your uh, vision going forward for FY22 that other practitioners can also adopt? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm actually the head of customer success just for the U.S. region. We're a global company, um, and I have um, equal counterparts in both the U.K. and in Europe. So for the U.S., I would say focusing on for next year, um, there's a lot of things we're working on now. And, you know, there's going to be, I think, a little bit of a gray area for a bit as we more if, as we transition. But some of the things that myself and my other uh, the other folks on our leadership team are looking at are resegmenting our business because we haven't looked at it in, in a couple of years. And our business has changed and evolved over time, as have our um you know, as have our solutions. So it makes sense and our customers have changed. So it makes sense to relook at how, how do we properly segment the business in a way that will allow us to support and guide our customers through the life cycle. That's going to get them what they need. Because like I said, the needs, so many, all of the needs have changed. So we're working on resegmenting our business and deciding the appropriate engagement model, um, you know, from the high touch to more of the one to many or a lower touch. And will we need digital CS? What will that look like? And other, other pieces of the puzzle that we'll need for those lower touch segments as, you know, customer marketing is involved and other campaigns and possibly webinars and customer education piece from like a learning academy perspective. So there's a lot of things that we're that we're looking at right now, but all of those as we work through them, I think 2022 will be the year as we start to work through all those pieces um, and really set up set ourselves up for success for the second half of the year. Okay. Awesome. And just one of my favorite questions to everyone, right? Like any proven strategies that has helped you in handling churn? Because churn has become an inevitable part of our lives and most organizations still hold uh, the CS as the single function responsible for churn, right? So any strategies that you could share or any new or techniques that you have adopted to predict churn and to mitigate it as much as possible? Well, you know, churn is... Churn is a fact of life, right? But what are we learning from it? I don't think that there's anything, I'm not going to say anything earth shattering. I think you have to know your business and you have to listen to your customers. Do you, I would say you want to know why they're churning, but if you're waiting until they churn to find out why they left, that's a problem. Are you talking to them during their life cycle? Are you getting that relationship gut check? Do maybe you have sort of an engagement um, strategy as part of the customer journey? So maybe there's a survey that's sent out or something to grab the, um, the customer sentiment at a specific part in their journey so that you can understand where they are so that you have the ability to potentially mitigate and mitigate risk, but also understand if there's opportunity. Um, and if people inevitably churn, I think you still need to be talking to them. Do you have the opportunity to do an exit interview and get some of that qualitative data to back up the quantitative data that you had from your health scores or anything else? Um, 
And to the point of health scores, I would be specific in saying, don't put all your eggs in that basket. I would say health scores are a nice indicator to help you see when something's wrong, but I wouldn't focus on that as the only predictor of churn. I think after a while, we all understand why our customers churn and what those signals are. So we have to look for them. You can have a listening tool like um, Chorus.ai or Gong or even um, an up-and-coming software, Update AI, that are going to have listening capabilities and be able to pick out certain things that you hear that that people are saying. Can you use that? Um, Again, having all of your data in one place if you can and being able to see maybe the health scoring, understand the prediction, understand usage, how they're engaging with you. I don't think that there's any magic bullet to this, but I do think it comes down to understanding your customers, being able to realign and reassess with them and manage expectations throughout the customer journey and making sure that you're asking the right questions. Yeah, absolutely. So my final question for this round, right? Like what is your... Uh, two questions, actually, not one question. So I wanted to ask you about your favorite tools. Uh, if there is anything that you missed out from your previous answer, like, you know, if there are tools that you would recommend for any CSM function to follow, we'll be happy to know. The second one is, you know, what is your take overall on women in customer success, right? I mean, there's a lot of uh, blogs and articles that are available that say that, um, you know, being a relationship uh, business, Customer success is more apt for women, and a lot of women should pivot into this career role, even though they may be in sales or any other function. Your views on that? Well, let me answer the first question about tools. So I think you have to have some kind of software that customer success can use. I think whether, you know, obviously I'm going to I think it should be a CSP, so a customer success software platform. And there is a bunch. There's Catalyst software, there's Churn Zero, there's Client Success, there's Strike Deck. There's a number of them out there. Gainsight, obviously, is the one that most people know about. It's been around probably the longest. Um, If you can invest in one of those, great. There's also, you can use Salesforce. Um, I know it's not a dedicated customer success tool, but if your entire company is in there, um, it could be beneficial to have everything under one roof, so to speak. And you can work usually with Salesforce to get it set up and customize it in a way that's going to work for your business. So the sales folks can be on the sales side, services can use the services cloud. So I think just having a tool or a a centralized place to have your data is important no matter what it is. Um, And then if you have the ability to invest in some other tools, like a listening tool, and I think that that's valuable for not just customer success, I think sales can benefit from it too. Or really any team, even if you're using it for internal training, I think there's benefits for everyone. Um, That would be a great tool. It'd be also helpful not even so much as a tool, but if you have the ability to add customer success operations um, to help streamline and pull all this data together and help outline all of the pieces of the process that you need, I think that is a resource that can't be overlooked. Um, so those would be uh, just a few of the things that I would that I recommend. Now, in terms of women in customer success and diversity and inclusion, 
this is a really nuanced and varied topic. Um, and we could probably chat about this for a long time. Um, first, I'm pretty passionate about all of this, uh, about diversity, about equity and inclusion, um, and especially as it pertains to women in in business in general, not just customer success. I think it's not just about you know, ticking a box for, for diversity to say, Oh, look, I just hired five women or I hired some women of color or anything along those lines. I think it's gotta be, it has to be specifically intentional, but it's not about getting them in the door. It's like, what are you doing to retain them and advance them? Um, how are we going to advance women and help them get into these executive roles or chief customer officer, if that's what they want? Um, so yeah. I think having a, a, a career ladder and a plan and leadership that's going to invest in those things is incredibly important. And I think to your point about, is it a natural profession for women? I think any profession that a woman wants is natural. <laughs> if they, you know, I don't, I don't, I, w- I don't want to put anybody in a box for, you know, and say, we only belong in this box. Is this natural? I think if a woman wants to be a construction worker, then that's a natural profession for her if she's got that ability and aptitude and she likes doing it. Um, you know, maybe it's not the norm, but I think staying into these little boxes of what people say, that's what, that is only a man's job or a woman's job has gotten us where we've been today. So my, my perspective on it is any profession a woman wants to be in is natural. Well said, Sherry, extremely well said. And with that, I come to the end of the series round. Now, we are going to put you on a rapid-fire round, like, you know, quick, <laughs> fast-paced answers. It's intended to find out more about you, Shari, as a person, so our audience get to know better. You are ready? Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right, my first question. You're off to the moon, and you're likely never coming back, and you're likely working from there forever. What are the three functions at work that you would take along with you besides your family? The three functions at work. Can I leave emails behind? Because because I I'd love to never get. It. If I'm going to the moon, I'd like to leave emails behind. Um, no, what would I want to take? This is so hard because I could find importance to everything. Um, I would say I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna cheat the system a little bit here. I'm gonna say client services. So that's anything that falls under that umbrella and under that function. So that would be customer success, could be account management um, and professional services and customer success operations. So anything that falls under the functional umbrella of customer of the post-sale world um, under say client services. So I would take that. Um, I definitely take gosh I would want to take everybody. Well, if we have a product, I have to take some product people, right? So I need, yeah. I need, I need product. Um, and then because now I can only choose one more, I would want a hybrid sales and marketing person because I need both of them, but I can only take <laughs> one more. I'm not, I'm not doing very well at this. Am I? I would have a hard time choosing. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. All right. So a bunch of fresh college grads are coming to you and they are asking you to hire them into your team. Three skills that a person must possess to make it to Shari's team. What would those three be? This is interesting because I've been interviewing recently. I think, first of all, um, having, I want to say, I, I always want to say empathy because a CSM absolutely has to, has to have empathy. 
that might be a little difficult to see in an interview, but I think if you ask the right questions, you can sort of start to understand the, the person. So I do think empathy is huge because you are part, we are outcomes driven. We are helping to helping our clients reach their goals. Right. And in order to help them do that, you have to understand what they're going through. So having empathy is incredibly important. Um, other three, other two other ca- characteristics, um, really good, um, relationship building skills and communication skills. I know that's broad, but forming a connection with folks is important. Yeah. And, I would also say in terms of communication, that can take on many forms. That's emails, that's conversations with customers, which can often be difficult conversations. So the empathy comes around the bend again with those things. Um, But I would say good communication skills, solid relationship build and connection building skills, um, and empathy. I mean, there's a list, but those are things you want to think about considering the nature of what you're doing. Okay. So if there is one favorite cartoon character that represents a good CSM or a movie character or a personality, anything you can choose, whichever that is popular, which one would you choose? (laughs) This one is making me laugh because I haven't watched cartoons in so long, but it was cartoon is what you said first. So that's where my brain is going. So um, I would say I've got two cartoon characters that come to mind and I don't know. I'm not sure why, because so my first one is, Scooby-Doo. Aside from him being one of my personal favorite cartoon characters ever, um, Scooby has a sense of integrity, right? And he may seem like a big scaredy cat a lot, but he always in the end has, ends up having courage to do the difficult thing, right? And that's part of it. I mean, and he also loves snacks and who doesn't love a good snack? Um, (laughs) so, you know, Scooby snacks for everyone. I also kind of like Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny is kind of unfazed by things, yeah. even when the world is crumbling around him, he's still just chomping on his carrot and moving forward. Um, I wouldn't pick something like Wiley Coyote because he's just a mess and he's always trying to blow up the Roadrunner and never succeeds. So I don't need that's a lot. That's that's too much chaos for me. So if I'm <laughs> going to go old school, old school cartoons because I really just did that. I, I would say. I'm going to lean towards Scooby-Doo, but Bugs Bunny is pretty un- unruffleable. He's mm. just kind of the same way all the time. Yeah, I agree. Bugs Bunny has come out so many times in the book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're most inspired by whom, why, or what? Like what wakes you up every day and, you know, rushes you to work? What's your What's your fire? Uh, I, am, I am truly just passionate about all of this because there are three things that I feel are important to me. Um, and it's not just about, doesn't, it's not just about my customers. It could be, I could apply this to friends or anybody that I'm mentoring. Um, I call them the three E's educate, enable, and empower. And I feel like I get to do that in my job and it's helping me develop as a, as a person and a leader. Um, because I ultimately, whether it's my cust- a customer, whether it's someone on my team, whether it's a men, you know, a, a colleague, it doesn't matter. I want to help 
if they need the education or really enable and empower them so that they now have the tools to be successful. Because I think it's incredibly rewarding to see when someone is successful because they got their own, their own, you just help support them along the way. I don't want to do it for you, but I'm going to help you and support you in getting there. Um, so it, that does inspire me. And also just because I'm not, I'm just not satisfied. I always think we can do better and improve something whether it, you know, overall. So every day I am driven by the fact that I'm, what can I do today that makes things or myself better than yesterday? Parting thoughts, words, comments that you want to be remembered by and anything that you want to share, like, you know, your handle, any blogs that you, you're known for, anything that you want to share with our audience? Um, sure. You can find me and connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Shari Srebnik. Uh, I'd love, you know, I'd love to meet people. So please reach out. Um, you can follow and read some of my blog posts on the success league blog. It is the success league.io. Um, and you can find some of my musings there. Uh, if you're wanting to be part of the Catalyst Software Coaching Program. You can sign up on their website. I can't guarantee I'm going to be your coach unless you specifically request me, um, but they're picking that back up in 2022. Um, and you can find me, like I said, on LinkedIn. I, I don't post a ton. Sometimes I'll post a bit and then I'll pull back, but that's that's really where you're going to find me. All right. Thank you, Shari. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this show. And until we see you again with it, another customer success leader and a lot more insights to share, stay tuned, take care of your customers and be happy. Bye.